Episode 11. After the show, don't forget to visit tell.fish slash gear to get our recommendations on gear that will take your angling adventures to the next level and help make you the next Telltale Fisherman. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Cody Moen. Cody, welcome. Hello. So Cody is a, a good friend of my son's, and he's also one-third of the triumvirate, the row fishing team called the Flying Plecos, correct? Yes, that is correct. And they're, when I say triumv- triumvirate, that's a fancy word for three. So yeah. there's three of you, so that's uh, Justin. Yes. Who happened to be on episode one of the podcast. And then the other member is? Nikki. Nikki Azara, who happened to be on episode four of the podcast, and uh, now Cody is coming along to uh, play cleanup hitter. Yep. But you actually are going to talk about a bow fishing story, correct? Yes. All right. So the other two did not. So this is this is cool. This is going to be our first bow fishing story on the podcast, and I happen to know it's a good one. So we'll get to that in a minute, though. So first, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I was raised in Longwood. Longwood, Florida, that is. Yes, Longwood, Florida. Mm -hmm. And uh, didn't really do a whole lot of freshwater activities. Did a lot of saltwater fishing. What what kind of fishing did you do? Well, we just go out surf fishing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we go out in charter boats, shark fishing. Pretty much everything Florida has to offer, right? Yeah, did a little bit of fresh water, but didn't really have the right setups. Right. And did you fish on the Atlantic side and the Gulf side, both of Florida, kind of all over? Yeah, pretty much whenever we'd have a big beach trip, we'd take the gear. Mm-hmm. What are some of your more memorable catches from uh, beach fishing? The only one that I really remember vividly was the king whiting that I caught off of Jensen Beach. Hmm. And when I caught it, I had no idea what the fish was, so we looked it up, and it turned out to be a king whiting, well, and it also tasted really good. <laughs> yeah, with, with a name like that, whiting and, and king, two, two things you would think are good in a fish. I've never heard of that one either. I'm, I'm going to have to look that one up myself yeah. now. Um, I, I'm guessing that's more of a tropical fish to catch it further south like that. Yeah, I honestly don't know. It was how, definitely a surprise. How big of a fish was that? Uh, it just probably about two feet long, but it was definitely a surprise for us because my dad had no idea what it was. I had no idea what it was. We had to look it up. Right. Well, that's pretty neat. It's, that's one thing I love about fishing in the ocean is you just never know what you're going to reel in. Yeah. So have you been doing a little more freshwater fishing here recently? Recently, yes, just because I have the right setup now and I've been getting better lures and gear to use. So I have been doing a little more. Right. So primarily largemouth bass fishing? Yeah, a whole lot of that. And you caught a nice one not too long ago, right? Uh, yeah, I did catch a decent sized one, probably five pounds. It was my first real like big bass that I ever caught. Mm-hmm. And it was right in my neighborhood, just in a very small pond, very unexpected to catch such a large bass. 
Yeah. It's in such inter- a small pond. Yeah, it's interesting how such big bass can lurk in small places like that. But yeah. They seem to they seem to like those ponds. Yeah, I guess so. So your favorite type of fishing though, as we were alluding to before, is bow fishing, correct? Yes. Tell us a little bit how about how you got into bow fishing. Well, my brother was going out one night with his friend Paul and uh, I asked what they were going to do and he said we're going to go out bow fishing and I was like bow fishing you're going to shoot fish with your bow and I was like I didn't even know you had a bow and he was like yep got it right here gonna put it in the truck and we're going to go out and shoot some fish I was like that sounds awesome can I come and he was like you'd be bored to death if you <laughs> went out and just watched us shoot fish all night and I'd be like that's true that's fair And this was right around the time of my birthday. It was right before my birthday. Which birthday? How old would you have been? I would have been 14 at the time. Okay. And uh, I didn't really know what to get for my birthday, so I just asked for a bow fishing setup because I really had nothing better to ask for. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like a lot of fun. So I got the setup, and first time I went out with my brother and Paul, uh, we didn't I didn't get much. I lost an arrow. I lost a piece off of my bow. Just a lot of bad stuff happened for a first trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't end up shooting anything. Just shot at a lot of stuff. Because it really takes a lot of getting used to with the water refraction. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I went out, I started actually shooting things. My first fish ever was a catfish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty exciting. Now, this was all night fishing, right? Is that how you yes, started? Yes, this was all at nighttime out of a lake, walking the banks. So you went out a couple of nights and uh, found out you, you were liking this sport, huh? Yes, it was quite fun, even though I was a bit frustrated, because shooting fish with a bow is totally different from anything else that I've ever done. So it was very exciting to do. Right. Now talk about some of the types of fish that we shoot around here in the central Florida area. What are what are the target species? Well, good target for eating would be the tilapia and the catfish. Gar is kind of an acquired taste. It tastes a lot like gator, but some people don't like it at all. Mm-hmm. For other fish, we'll go for plecos, which can sometimes be known as armored catfish. Regular catfish are also good for eating. Mm-hmm. We'll go for mudfish, basically anything that we can legally shoot, we'll go for just because of how much fun it is. Right, so it, I think that's important for people to know that you can't just shoot any fish when you're bow fishing, right? Right. There are a lot of very heavy regulations for bow fishing. Mm-hmm. Depending on which state it, that you're in, too, it's different in all the states what right. you can shoot and what you can't shoot. Right. So for Florida, for freshwater fish, that's the list of fish you gave. I think pretty much covers them. I guess mullet, too. Uh, yeah, we can shoot mullets. Basically, any of the invasive fish in Florida, we're allowed to shoot. And any non-game fish in Florida, we can shoot. So when um, you started branching out from shooting fish at night and, and doing some other things, talk a little bit about Uh, some of the other types of bow fishing trips you've done? The way I started was a lot of pond fishing, and um, eventually I went out with Justin, 
on the econ bow fishing. From what I remember of our first trip, we didn't get a whole lot, but we got enough that we wanted to come back and we saw enough that we wanted to come back. So we started making econ trips a lot more frequently and exploring different places and finding more fish. And by econ, you mean the econ? The econ Lakaiachi River, River right. in Florida. And, and that runs through central Florida and there's forest around it, right? So you can walk the trails along. Yeah, the... we'll walk the trails, we'll walk the bank. We'll walk in the river sometimes if we find a good spot. Cool. And then once you got Justin and by association me involved, that's when we started doing some uh, boat trips, right? Yep, we did some boat trips. Uh, first boat trip that I can remember was on the St. John's. Mm -hmm. We did a couple frequent trips after we started getting into that just because it was fun and new mm -hmm. but after a while the St. John's kind of turned on us a little bit and started giving us less to shoot at. Yeah it's funny how those fish start to uh, evacuate once you find them in a spot and put <laughs> yeah. arrows through them. Yeah they don't really do that on the econ they don't have anywhere to go. Well when we get back Cody's going to tell us an epic story of bow fishing on one of our central Florida lakes. Stay tuned. If you fish deep water and don't have a windlass on your boat, an anchor lift ring is a must-have. It makes retrieving a heavy anchor and chain from depth much easier. I have heaved my last anchor up from the abyss. No more? No thank you. Check out tell.fish slash gear in your web browser for the anchor lift ring that we like. Trust me, your back will thank you for it. All right, we're back with Cody Moen, and this epic bow fishing adventure you're going to tell us about takes place on one of the lakes around here. Talk to us about the location of this. So this was at Lake Monroe in Florida. It was our second time going, and the reason I picked the second is because of the first trip wasn't as good. The second trip, we went out, and we kind of... Since it was our second trip, we were willing to try new things. So we ended up wading. We were in the very shallow eelgrass, just drifting with the wind. Uh, our trolling motor was down for the second trip. So we really were just relying on wind power for a lot of the uh, very slow moving parts. Mm -hmm. But we hit a lot of fish and saw a lot of fish. And that's really what makes bow fishing fun is when you find lots of things to shoot at. Right. So the first time we went out, I w you were actually on my boat, and it was you, Justin, and Nikki, right? Yes. And since that was the first time any of us had been out on that lake, we did a lot of exploring. It was definitely an adventure. <laughs> right. And so that trip, it took a little while to find figure the out fish. where the fish were, right? And then what happened when we finally did find the fish? Well, we finally found a good spot that was absolutely loaded with just gar, tilapia, and eventually, from what I've heard of the rest of this trip, you guys found a good catfish hole too. I didn't experience that because my bow shattered while we were out on the lake. <laughs> I went to take a, a shot on a tilapia and... As I was drawing back, my bowstring snapped and sent both of my limbs into the water. And that pretty much ended my trip. So I was done at that point. Right. So you left early. And I think, have we gotten any fish at that point? I think we had hit maybe three tilapia total, maybe even right. four. 
but it wasn't anything super significant. Right, but then as uh, at, right after your bow exploded and then we dropped you off back at the boat ramp, uh, Justin and Nikki proceeded to go lights out because we had found the fish. I guess so. spot where they were at. And they, of course, were very considerate and didn't torment or taunt you with pictures of it at, at all, did they? Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They were, I think they were already posting pictures before we, before we even left the spot that day. I bet. But you, Nikki, and Justin go back on his boat. Yeah. Uh, what was that, like a week later or two weeks later or something? Uh, I think two weeks because it took me a little time to get my bow and get it set up. Maybe even three right. weeks. So is this your inaugural trip with your with your brand new bow? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd taken out I'd taken it out one time. We went pond fishing right outside of Gander Mountain because that's where I got it set up. Mm -hmm. And we went out and first shot I took and first fish I reeled in was a tilapia. And that was kind of nice. Wow. So I was ready to go back out on Monroe. So you uh, you had high expectations after getting I the definitely new did. bow set up. And uh, this trip did not disappoint, I take it. It definitely did not. So, so just walk us through the day. So you were telling us that you were in shallow water, some eelgrass around... And this was the same area where, I guess, Justin and uh, Nikki had found a bunch of the gar and tilapia and catfish before, right? Yes. And we also went back to one of the spots that we went to last time, just because it looked very promising, but we couldn't get to it with your boat. Mm -hmm. But since we were kind of trying new things and we were a bit used to the lake, we decided to go back. And as soon as we got to this spot, we got our boat stuck. Like, it was so shallow. <laughs> this so, is a bass boat, right? This is a bass fishing boat. <laughs> yeah. So it immediately got stuck in these shallow waters and eelgrass. Mm -hmm. So we decided to just anchor down with the power pole and wade. This was my idea. And we went out and started wading. And as soon as we did this, all the fish started popping out. We, we I guess, get, getting the different angle... We could actually see the fish because they were hiding in the grass and under some weeds and stuff. Mm -hmm. So as soon as we started wading, we were hitting them left and right. And then a little bit into the wading, I had gone pretty far away from the boat and Nikki was right behind me. And I just see all these gar start flocking around me. And these were smaller gar. They were probably two feet long. I didn't really care to shoot them because I didn't really care to clean them. Mm -hmm. But... As I was looking at all these little gar darting around me, I see this monster gar swim right by me. And this thing was probably four feet long. Yeah. I think when we one. measured it, it was like four feet, two inches. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just instinctively took a shot at it. And it took off with my arrow. And Nikki comes sprinting behind me to put a second arrow in. And as soon as he did that, we had it in, and then we had to walk it back to the boat, mm -hmm. and it, it didn't give us many issues after two arrows, <laughs> but we definitely hit a lot of fish that day. So what else did you get besides the big gar? We got a big gar. We got several tilapia. It was 21, is that right? I think it was, yeah, I think it was 21 tilapia, 23 fish total may have been a catfish or something i don't i don't remember 100 percent. did you get a 
Well, we have the pictures of it, so. Yeah, I'm going to go find one of those reference. Yeah, but did you shoot a, a bowfin mudfish that day, too? Yes, that was the other fish. Right. So, 21 fish, and would you say most of them came from walking and wading in the water? A good amount, yeah. I mean, I know that's where most of mine came from. 21 tilapia in one day between the three of you. That is a pretty epic day of shooting. Was it, was it that you just saw more fish, or were you guys just dialed in that day and hitting everything that swam your way? What made it such an epic, epic day like that? I'd say a little bit of both. I think the other aspect of that is the conditions that we had. Our trolling motor was down, so mm -hmm. we were relying solely on wind power. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cloud coverage that day was so bad. There were so many clouds, lots of glare, so it would be expected to see less. So it was weird to see more. And I think that made it a little more fun, especially since we hit more than we did last time with the bad conditions. Yeah. So what was your previous best before that? What would be a, a normal, average, good day of bow fishing? Well, the day we went out on the St. John's, I think it was our first trip where I hit my personal best tilapia. That was a really fun day for me just because of that tilapia. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a great shot, too. It was a running shot. We were being called for another one. We were actually walking the bank on the St. John's. And you were calling us over to the boat because oh, yeah. you had found a tilapia on the other side. So all three of us were, it was me, Nikki, and Justin. We were all three sprinting down the bank. And uh, I just catch a glimpse of this big white like movement in the water to my left. And I just took a shot at it and hit it somehow. That's, I remember that shot. That was, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. And it was a sign of uh, many, many more good ones to come after that. Oh, yes. Excellent. Well, Cody, I look forward to uh, not only uh, participating in some of your future bow fishing trips, but uh, also seeing the results of them. You guys have an awesome uh, social media presence and post lots of great stuff on there. So we'll have that linked so people can check it out and follow you and uh, look forward to good things ahead. All right. Thanks for sharing that story with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you know someone who would be a great guest on the Telltale Fisherman? If so, go to tell.fish slash guest and recommend them for the show. We won't bug them. We'll just give them the chance to share the story of their lifetime and become a fishing legend. Visit tell.fish slash guest. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.